Okay, good evening, everybody, and welcome. Tonight's class is titled The Daily Exodus, and we're going to begin chapter 47. Previously, the last numerous chapters <coughs> have been talking about how we could fly. How do we fly? We fly with love and fear. Wings of a mitzvah are love and fear. So we could do a mitzvah. We started off earlier, chapter 35, 36, 37, talking about the deed, saying the most important thing is the actual mitzvah. But then we went on, and that's what we're holding now. We're saying the most important thing may be the actual mitzvah, but if you want your mitzvah to have life, then we want to have the intent, the love and fear. And more specifically, chapter 46 began telling us a phenomenal method of coming to love Hashem, which is a reciprocating love. Hashem loves me so much. Hashem has taken me out of it. Let's just look back at that picture. Hashem has taken me out of Egypt, out of the worst impurity, and he has chosen me from the entire creation as his prized treasure. And when I study Torah, when I learn mitzvot, when I do mitzvot, I become united with him in the greatest unity imaginable. Hashem loves me so much. How much more so? Do I need to express that love back to Hashem? Okay, so far so good. Or tell me, where, where are we holding? Clear? Yeah. Ah, the truth is, though, the question that Tanya is now going to address is an award-winning question, if you could say. What do I mean by award-winning? The truth is, it's not so clear. And I think when you hear the question, you'll agree with me. We left Egypt so long ago. It's an old story. Rabbi Gordon, he shares a story of Napoleon walking in Paris. And he passes by a show, perhaps it was Tishabab at night, and he hears everybody crying. He's furious in his, in his Paris. He sends his guard inside and says, what's going on? Why are you sad? And the guard responds, he says, their temple has been destroyed. So now Napoleon is even more mad. In my country, the Jewish temple has been destroyed. This is unacceptable. We're going to get to the bottom of those bad people. We're going to take care of them. And he tells his guard to go back in and find out who, who are the perpetrators. So the guard comes back, no, no, no. First of all, it didn't even happen in Paris. It happened in Jerusalem. And second of all, it happened thousand, over a thousand years ago. Well, okay, at that point, Napoleon's like, okay, I'm taking a, I'm taking a step out of this. But we're talking about something that happened so long ago. Do we still feel that reciprocating love every moment? Gershon, do you feel the question now is a powerful question? I'm sorry, what was the question? So the question is, I don't personally remember being taken out of Egypt. My parents told me that. But their parents were told by their parents that they were taken out of Egypt. But we're going back 3,300 years ago. A long time ago. So because of the love Hashem showed my great-great-great-grandparents 3,300 years ago, I have to have a reciprocating love back to him? 
You ever went to a kid and told them, this guy did me a favor, therefore you need to love him? The, generally, your kids, they look at you in the eye and they're like, I don't really know where you, what you're talking about. Now, imagine if your great-grandfather came to you and told it's history. Mark, understand it? Yeah. I think the question is outstanding. If I could give my two cents. Is the question why should we have reciprocating love when Hashem did something for our great 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 grandfathers? Correct. In other words, of course, it's nice to have a reciprocating love. But do you really expect your average 15-year-old to, to be able to say, wow, I'm so excited that, that Hashem redeemed my great-great-great-grandfather from Egypt 3,300 years ago, and therefore I love Hashem? How, how does it talk to me today in Corona, Portland? So comes along Tanya and tells us that every moment we're leaving Egypt. The truth is, we say this in the Haggadah. The Chal Dorva Dorachayev Adam Leir Tzatzat Mikilu Yatzav Mitzrayim. You know the words. In every generation, a person is obligated to say, "It's as if I went out of Egypt today." More Rashi, so, familiar with the quote? Yeah. So, we're all having our own little personal exodus. Ah. Oh. Oh, that's exactly what we're going to learn. We all have our own exit. And the reason we have that exit is because Hashem loves us and gives us the ability to get out of our Egypt. Yes, yes, yes. So we have the, well, we'll probably get to this. So we have the, we have the ability to free ourselves. But the question, the, the thing is that there are lots of people who don't know that they, they're so stuck in their place it's like the jews that didn't leave egypt they got stuck in their place correct so that's my mission and your mission is to let people know that there's bigger things out there and let's not get stuck yeah that's one of the missions we have mark yes 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 so let me share with you again i take over. michael michael is still michael is still trying to help me with that Michael, if you need some advice, call me. My Michael, if you need some advice, call me. I'll, I'll give you some tips. Call you? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anything, anything to help Mark. <laughs> I, live, I live to help Mark. There you go. There's truth to that. Absolutely. We're all, yeah. Truth, truth. So here is uh, how I would like to give a figure, a picture of what it means a daily Egypt. You know, we have our souls. Our soul is on fire, passionate. But it comes into our body. And our body is called, and we've learned this previously, the Zohar said, it's called Mishcha Dechidia. It's called a serpent skin. Our body is going into, our soul goes into a serious level of impurity. And the serpent has enough to do without any Torah and mitzvahs. It could keep it entertained for 120 years without any connection to Torah and mitzvahs. And our job is to leave Egypt, to connect with the infinite, connect with Hashem. And how do we do that? How do we leave Egypt so that the, our serpent skin is Egypt? How do we leave? Hashem has blessed us 
like when we left Egypt, Hashem came and took us out. Hashem gives us the ability to leave our daily Egypt, to leave the, the desires we have. Whether it's in the morning, it's that desire that I must have my coffee with, you know, all this cake and it, or whatever the desire. Now, I, I, by the way, I think coffee and cake is good, but as long as it's not a desire, it's just we have to live ourselves. What are we here? Are we, did we wake up and we're going to wake up with this coffee? That's fantastic. But if we get all caught up into the type of coffee we're having and we get caught, all caught up into the type of cake and we get, we're losing focus, that's a challenge. And how do we do that? How do we break out of our, our desires and, and inappropriate thoughts we may have? That's going to be, and how do we connect with Hashem through tzedakah, through mitzvot? And primarily, we're going to conclude with saying the Shema. And by the way, Tanya is going to share an, an incredible insight. You know, Shema, the first two chapters all have a, a common theme. They're talking about loving Hashem, fearing Hashem, doing the mitzvot. And then you have the third chapter of Shema that talks about wearing tzitzit. Like, how does wearing tzitzit come to the holiest? Shema is something people would die saying the Shema. So how come in the section of Shema we mention wearing tzitzit? But this now, it all comes together. Why? In, when we wear tzitzit, we actually talk about leaving Egypt. In the section of tzitzit, we talk about how Hashem has granted us the ability to leave Egypt. And so we want to put that together with the Shema to tell us that when we say Shema, we have the ability to leave our daily Egypt. Let's see this inside. Let's see this inside. Here we go. The Alter Rebbe, he says something phenomenal in the first line of this chapter. And actually it's something that there's a lot of conversation about. And I'm going to ask anybody here if they could share with me why, what's unique about the way the Alter Rebbe quotes this item than its original quote. Here it goes. In every generation and every day, a person is obliged to regard himself as if he had that day come out of Egypt. Let me read it again. In every generation and every day, a person is obliged to regard himself as if he had that day come out of Egypt. What's unique about the way it's written here and the way we commonly share? Can you clarify the question, Shneer? I don't understand. Have you heard of this quote that in every generation we need to look at ourselves that is, as if we came out of Egypt today, Marsha Mendel? Yes, as you said, it's in the Haggadah. Good. So what is different from the way it's written here than the way it's written in the Agrabi? No, well, this is... Sorry, Michael. No, go ahead. I, I didn't hear what he said at the end there. So this... I see the sentence as that you have to be self-aware to be able to free yourself. It's an individual thing. Well, let, let's get, as we go into freeing yourself, you, I'll bring back your question if you feel we have an answer. Okay. But my what I wanted to point out okay. is that Tanya is telling us not only in every generation, but every day we have to look at ourselves as if we left Egypt today. Mm -hmm. 
And that's unique. In the Haggadah, we say in every generation. But Tanya is saying, let's, not only every generation, every moment is a, is a, is the, we have the ability to leave Egypt. The moment that I'm having an inappropriate thought, the moment I really want to tell this Lush and Hara to my friend, it's so gishmak. It, it's just going to be so exciting, such exciting Lush and Hara. The, the moment I hold myself back, I've left Egypt at that moment. Rabbi Schneer? Yes. Um, Rabbi Gordon says that uh, we leave our personal Egypt. Yes, yes, correct. Leaving Egypt is a reference to our own Egypt. That goes back to the picture here. The, the serpent skin is our own individual body, our own individual temptation. Yes. Are you with me more, Basha? Mm -hmm. Thank you. Okay. This refers, what does it mean that in every generation we have to look at ourselves as if we left Egypt? Not only we have to look today as if we left Egypt 3,300 years ago, but actually we need to leave our own personal Egypt every day. This refers to the release of the divine soul from the confinement of the body, the serpent skin. We need to leave our inappropriate shtus. And what do we need to do in order to be absorbed into the unity of the light of the blessed ain't so? I want to become one with Hashem. And how will I do that through occupation in the Torah and commandments in general? By learning Torah and doing mitzvot. But in particular, how will I go ahead and leave my serpent skin, leave my Egypt, through accepting the kingdom of heaven during the recital of the Shema, wherein the person explicitly accepts and draws over himself the blessed union. When he says, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. So it's not just once per day. We say Shema twice per day. So we reinforce that. We should reinforce that notion even more, right? Yeah. And that's why I mentioned the truth is it's at every moment. Every moment when we have an individual desire, when we have an individual opportunity to choose good, the moment you've chosen good, you have left Egypt. The moment you, someone chooses the opposite, they're actually, they got stuck in their Egypt. So this is a constant opportunity to be able to leave Egypt. Shema Yisrael. What are we saying when we say Shema Yisrael? Listen, Yidin, Shema Yisrael, listen to it. Hashem Aleikeinu. Hashem, that's our God. Hashem is one. Everything. I want to be one with Him. We're all one with Him. There's nothing else. We're very lucky. We could say Hashem is our God. Wow. Remember last week I shared about the Alter Rebbe hearing his wife say that my husband says my husband is mine. The, the privilege we have to say, my God. I'm not saying he is God. I'm saying he's my God. Wow. You know what it means to say my God? When we say every day in Shema, Hashem is our God, but actually, Hasidus explained, it doesn't mean he's my president, God forbid. It doesn't mean 
that he's the God I serve. You know what it means? Our God. It means he's our God the same way that he is Avram Avinu's God. We are one with him. Not only am I serving Hashem. No, no. When we say Hashem is our God, we're saying we are completely united with Hashem. It has been previously, let's continue in Tanya, it has been pre explained previously that Elokeinu, our God, is understood in the same way as Elokei Avram, the God of Avram, and so forth. Because he became nullified and absorbed into the unity of the light of the blessed angels. So when we're saying Elokei, we're becoming completely united with Hashem. Now, we're very, very lucky. Avram Avinu, he works very, very hard. Extremely hard. Except that Avram merited this. How did Avram become one with Hashem by reason of his work? And is that advancing in holiness from degree to degree, as is written, We learned that Avram traveled a lot and he went to the south. In other words, he, could, he was able to completely unite with Hashem by his hard work and toil. However, my Shemendel, I'm going to give you an inheritance. My if Hashem has inherited us in our case. However, it's a heritage and a gift. No work needed. Just make sure if there's a will, there's a relative, right? Make sure that you're related. In our case, however, it is a heritage and a gift in that he has given us his Torah and has closed in his blessed will and wisdom. Hashem has put himself here. Here's a treasure chest. Take it. I'm in it. And the moment you touch the treasure chest, which are united with his blessed essence and being in perfect unity. And surely this is as, as if he gave us his very self as a word. Hashem, can you imagine someone coming and saying, here is me? Hashem has given us a code. And he said, here is me on a platter, on a silver platter. Everything you ever wanted, here it is. The Zohar shares this idea based on the words the The verse says, and you should take for me to Roma. You should take for me an offering. But if you look at the word to Roma an offering, it spells hmm. See it over here. They don't show you all the words. Let me quickly bring it up. Because I'd like, I'd like you to see the Hebrew. So, ve, ve, ye, Here it is. This is based off of a Pasuk in the Torah Shemos Hafei Beis. So I want to focus on these three words. If you take out the word, the letter Mem, in this word that I've highlighted, Truma, what else could the word spell? The letters Tuf, Reish, Vavhei, what else could they spell if you take out the word Mem? If you take a letter man, and the answer is Torah. So imagine <coughs> you take out the man that could say 
the word Torah. Now, that's a little weird. Why would there be a mem in the word Torah? Well, who could tell me what's the connection between the letter mem, which is... Well, wouldn't that mean, doesn't that mean from Torah? The mem is... is well, a, it's a mem at the beginning of the word means... At the beginning, uh, yeah. So if we say me Torah, it would mean from Torah. But you know what the connection is? Mem is 40, representing the 40 days that Moshe was on the mount. Okay. Hmm. So let's now read these three words. The Yikuli Trilma could also be read, and you should take from me Torah. Hmm, this is a little interesting. What does it mean? And you should take from me Torah. Or if we go a little deeper, me, then you should take me Torah. But here comes the Zohar and says, you know what I mean? No, no. Listen, if you hear nothing else but this next 30 seconds, you could go. The Yichuli, if you want to take me, says Hashem, you want to take me, Trumit, through the Torah. You want to take me, the Yichuli, and take me, it's through the Torah. This goes back to exactly what we just said. Hashem has given us himself on a silver platter and he said, come, connect with me, unite with me on the highest level. All you need to do is take a little coin and put it in the charity box. Bam! We're one now. All you need to do is go and make sure that you're eating kosher food. You ate that apple. Bam! It's kosher. Amazing! We're one right now. Let's see that inside. In this sense, though, I commented on the verse that they bring me an offering. The Zohar shares for the expression lead to me has the same meaning as O.C. me. And hence, the text should have read me and an offering. It's this text could have read, and you should take me and an offering. No, no, no. Except that both are one and the same. Study well there. No, you want to take me. Ha! <laughs> it's through the tongue. Okay. And this chapter, one of the smallest chapters of Tanya, is going to conclude sharing how this idea that Hashem has given us Himself, and out of love, we actually mention many times. I'll give you. We say when we make Kiddush, in numerous, or we say, here we go. This is the interpret. So again, we're going to continue now sharing how this idea that Hashem has given us Himself on a on a platter through the Torah is all out of love. We actually mention in prayer. This is the interpretation of, and you have given us, O Lord, our God, in love. And another quote: For by the light of your countenance have you given us, O Lord, our God, the light of your countenance. So in, in a, Hashem has given us. Himself. And not only has it been out of love, but Hashem has given us our God. Hashem has given us Himself. Okay, so let's do two plus two. If Hashem has given us Himself, and not like Abraham Avinu who needed to work hard, it's an inheritance. So what do you need to do to leave Egypt? One thing. You gotta you gotta you gotta sign up. You have to want. But that's all you need to do. If you want to connect with Hashem, He's right there in front of you. There, 
Therefore, the only thing that precludes us from the attachment of the soul to his blessed unity and light is the will. Do you want to connect with Hashem? That is, if the human being does not will it at all, God forbid to cleave to him, dot, dot, dot. Let's not talk about it. By the way, you'll see, in general, Hasidus and, and, and the Rebbe, they don't want to spell things out negative. Why do I need to, uh, why do I need to spell out clearly? I don't need to spell it out. Leave it. But in the positive, I'm going to spell it out clearly. But immediately he does so desire. And he accepts and draws upon himself his blessed godliness. And declares, Hashem Elikeinu Hashem Echad. The moment I say Hashem is my God, Hashem is one, I, I want, please, Hashem, the silver platter, I, I'm reaching out my hand. Then surely is his soul spontaneously absorbed into his blessed unity. That's it. You just need a want. And Hashem is standing there. It's your inheritance. The money's in the bank. You know what? You could have an inheritance and just never go and pick it up. We have an inheritance. You have the ability to not pick it up. But all you need to do, you don't even need to drive to the bank. The bank's going to bring it to you. And the moment you do that, Hashem is going to come to you. And not only is he going to come to you, he's going to come in an even, in an even greater way. For spirit evokes spirit. The moment that your spirit wants to connect with Hashem, it evokes Hashem's spirit, and it even draws down an even greater spirit of Hashem. It draws, draws forth spirit an even greater level of Hashem. And this is a form of exodus from Israel. So the moment that we're able to unite with Hashem and leave our, 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 our limitations, leave the, the, everything we get caught up in, he looked at me this way, and she looked at me that way. And how come this guy, has, has he's able to drive a Ferrari and I'm stuck in my Chevy? I don't know, whatever it may be. But let's leave the items that are holding us back, my desires, my jealousy. And I'm able to just say, I'm going to connect with Hashem. This is a form of exodus from Israel. So this is a daily exodus. It's a... It's a, it's a it's a constant exodus, like Moshe Mendel said. It's happening numerous times a day. And, of course, you and I know that not only is it a mitzvah, but it's truly the only way to live peace. To go ahead and get caught up in whatever else it may be, it's just going to be a stress fall on us. The moment we're able to let go and say, you know what, Hashem, I'm in. I want to be one with you. And I know everything is, the, is for the good. And I know that you love me and are going to do the best for me. It's a much more peaceful life. The previous Rebbe once told someone who stresses, he said, you can stress. It's not going to change the outcome. The outcome, the, the, Rebbe, the Hashem is going to do what you need. Your stress is not going to help him plan. My Shemal, do you think Hashem needs your stress to know what's good for you? Probably not. Probably not. I'm going to tell you for sure not. I don't need my stress either. No, you, you also, there you go. What? No, you're, you're right. You also don't need the stress. Hashem, you're not helping Hashem, and it's not helping you. So who needs it? Maybe your doctor. Okay. So concludes chapter 47, like I mentioned earlier. And that is why we finish Shema with the section of Tzitzis, which talked about leaving Egypt. Therefore, it was ordained that the paragraph concerning the exodus from Egypt 
we read specifically during the recital of the Shema, although it is a command by itself, and not appertaining to the commandment of the recital of the Shema, as it's stated in the, in the Talmud and Code. So why have I connected the two parshas? This is, but the answer is, for they are actually the same thing. Saying Shema and accepting Hashem's unity and leaving Egypt daily through accepting, through accepting Hashem's unity is one of the same. And therefore we're going to say it at the same time. And likewise, that is why at the end of the paragraph that we talk about leaving Egypt, we conclude, Ani Hashem Elokeichem. I am the Lord, your God, your God like Abraham. I'm one with you. It's also, of course, it's what has been explained earlier. So let's summarize this chapter and we'll take some questions. So we have a daily exodus. And here we, I put the five steps. You have the release of the divine soul, A. B, from the serpent skin. C, that the divine soul wants to be, be united with the blessed angel. D, how does it happen? Through engaging in Torah and, and mitzvot. And E, in particular, how does that unity with Hashem happen through the recital of Shema? And we learn that this is a, an inheritance, a gift. Hashem has given us Hashem. Abraham had to work hard to become one with Hashem. For us, it's just right there. Hashem, I'm, I'm, I'm in. I want it. The moment we want it, we'll be able to have a unity with Hashem. And that is why we talk about leaving Egypt within the Shema itself. So Gershin, we started off today's class saying, what's this reciprocating love? 3,300 years ago I left Egypt. Where do I see Hashem's love today? But what we've learned is every moment I have, Hashem has given me the ability to every moment overcome a temptation, to not be jealous, to be able to talk kind to other people, to judge them favorably. Every time I do something positive, I'm leaving my individual Egypt, I'm leaving the serpent skin, I'm leaving the negativity of my body. I'm uniting with Hashem. Gershon, is, is, is the answer a good answer? It's a, it's a very good answer. Is, is that what's meant by nullifying your will to Hashem's will? Nullify your will to Hashem. Oh, because I was, reading, I was reading something with your father the other day. It's about nullify, yeah. nullify your will to be to that of Hashem's will. Right. Is, that, is that kind of what we're talking about here? Yeah. Yeah. And that's how... Uh, you know, you were talking to Moshe Mendel about relieving stress. So once you kind of give up your own will, whatever it is, follow Hashem's will. Is that kind of what we're talking about? Yes, yes. You're, let, you're putting yourself in Hashem's hands. Yes. 